0: Round by round, drink till you drown Are the words the singer screams And I drink a toast to the ghost Of all the things I have seen Cause we're all trying so hard To be all the things that we're not Like pretty and smart and clever and hard When we're all just weak and lost And I am Back to sin, and I am at it again. Trying to let the demons win. And welcome back to Loon, the pod where we're at it again. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I feel good about that. <laughs> Yeah, your eye rolls wherever you are cannot touch me, for I am here in my room with my pug, who doesn't know that I just made mm-hmm. a terrible pun, uh, and with uh, Kyle Carpenter who I'm again. This is another uh, uh, episode with a guest. Uh, it's two in a row. I don't know how long this one's gonna go, because uh, I don't. I don't really have any set thing. Um, I did want to hear at the top, just briefly, um, talk a little bit about some stuff that's going on in the world right now. There are three fairly high profile trials going on the civil case against the, the Nazi fucks that put unite the right on, um, the the, uh, criminal case against Kyle Rittenhouse who killed three protesters in Wisconsin and the Amara Aubrey uh, case. All three of them are, are, are in process. All three of them are shit shows there. There's Mm. just almost no other way for me Mm. to put them. They all three have, have had very terrible, things um about them specifically today there's a a bunch of stuff and i was talking with kyle before we were on on mike that um i feel very conflicted in in the sense that in america in 2021 i do not believe in the justice system i don't i don't find comfort in it personally i don't think it's here to do justice I think it's here to at best mitigate the status quo and at worst keep the rich and powerful rich and powerful and keep the poor poor. Um, and I think that that is usually not people who look like me. It's usually specifically targeted at black, brown, indigenous people, um, trans people and queer people, uh, you know, and so like, I'm, I'm angry about what is coming out in these trials. I'm frustrated and I also don't know what else to do than be angry and frustrated because I think that the justice system is like, I see a lot of like online folks, you know, on your Twitters and in your Instagrams and such, cause not on the facebook which i say like that means something because i'm still on twitter and instagram um i think that there's a knee jerk especially from white folks especially like more democrat slash liberal centrist white folks to get mad like like there's an injustice happening and i mean there is but it's an injustice that was like baked in to what's going on. Like, you can, like, getting mad at the system is not a good use of your your time in the sense that the system is doing what, like I said, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's, mm. it's working the way that it's built to work. And that's the fucked up part. And that is why... I want a real change and I want a change that's scary and uncomfortable. And you know, yeah, if you hit me with like 20 questions and go, well then if you don't want cops, what do you, what, how does this work? Or how does that work? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, you got me. I don't, I'm not the smartest person that's ever lived. Like I'm not gonna be able to answer every single question, but I can tell you this and I'm, I believe it with everything inside of me whatever we would come up with that's different is sure as fuck better than what we're doing now because what we're doing now is just going to lead to more dead kids and i'm 41 and i'm tired of crying all the time i mean i'm still going to you know I. It, it's very hard <clears throat> to, to not be emotional, but I would love, I would love to believe that there's a version of the world that we can build. That's better than this. There's a, an anarchist artist that I I'm fucking terrible with names, people. I'm just am. I, I don't can't remember their name but they um they have a a, an art piece that has a slogan of um we keep the idea of a better world in our heart and like that Mm. is what i'm here i guess to say is we need to we we need to be angry we need to be sad we need to be motivated but we also need to be hopeful the hope part is always going to be the hardest part and that is my end of the beginning of of the podcast rant. Um, it 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 could happen here. Has had some great episodes this week, where with like Molly Conger who is who is uh, is uh, listening to the entire Charlottesville trial and with a lawyer breaking down the the written house trial. Because you know, like I said, I. I think there's a good chance that the dumb Nazi fucks in Charlottesville are going to get slapped with some like Mm. hellacious tens of, if not twenties of millions of dollars thing. Cool. I hope it does. I hope it fucking bankrupts them in a way that follows them to the grave. Like nothing would make me happier than if society doesn't collapse. If Richard Spencer has to wear a, a wage garnishment thing around his neck like a millstone for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. it's like punching a nazi but in their wallet and like (laughs) all the time every day every day and that would be awesome Mm -hmm. but i don't like the damage is already done um there's literally right here in my wall in my room because this episode is coming again from my apartment i have a poster from uh an anarchist press in new york and um it's, it's a, of Heather Heyer, who is the person that died in the car attack at Charlottesville. And it says, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention, which was literally the last thing she tweeted before she died. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like I, i you know, in, in, for her, like, I think that in, in, in the people that are alive, but severely injured, there's multiple people who have injuries that haunt them to this day. Mm-hmm from that car attack um you know for them i, I hope for a settlement but i i'm going to be honest with you i don't know what that sh- does in the grander scheme and then the rest is more depressing i think i think the the <laughs> confederate flag on their truck waving pieces of shit that killed amara Aubrey. i think they're going to go free I think Reddenhouse is gonna walk, and I think that that's by design. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna they're gonna come up with enough bullshit because you know the way the legal system works, the way a, a defense lawyer all they have to do is give an off ramp to a jury. They just got to come up with, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, here it is. If you want to, you can say it was this, and then be done."
1: juries with little to no
0: people of color right as well right mm-hmm. so <clears throat> um yeah uh if you're not outraged you're not paying attention so i think we all need to pay attention and um so i'll, I'll make my end of podcast spiel like i normally do but i i wanted to say that up at the top because I, i'm just watching a lot of people that i care about relive a lot of bullshit and it's it's not fun um so speaking of not fun let's talk about loon the band (laughs) um so we'll start this kind of the way that i've i've been starting this with um kind of like uh even directly on the last episode with nat um (laughs) we <laughs> you hear kim my my cat screaming outside of the door and 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 just to warn people ahead of time uh, uh, cookie is here in the room with us too and he is just, he just looks like at any second he might lose his shit too like he is just like he he wants to be outside of the door mm-hmm. but i know if i put him outside of the door he would want to be inside it's anyways so just know that there's there might be some like at, at any moment we might just have to stop And, um, pause for a moment and I might have to resituate (laughs) the animals. Um, uh, I, I know for a fact that we, like you knowing me, me knowing you predates loon. So let's start there. What's your earliest Nathaniel memory? And we'll kind of work forward. Uh,
1: I mean, at this point it's, it's just going to be a a broken record, I think for, for anybody that comes in here, that is that is my age, Uh but it, it was hot topic, of course. It, or if it wasn't hot topic, it was a local sh- show. But I'm almost positive it was hot topic. It was
0: the hottest of topics. It was, the, so.
1: yeah, in the, in its truest, uh yeah. most beautiful form, for sure. Um, and I I've and I've told this story many many. I still tell this story, uh. But I, my first show that i ever went to was was warp tour 2001 and uh i had been into music uh punk music for a good year at that point but after that i I'd, I'd gotten this sampler it was a victory record sampler Ooh yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah the the very moral and and definitely not scummiest the, the, fucking record label. The
1: ethics of that man were just so sound, and
0: <laughs> so sound. I, I, I don't, I don't want to ever speak for Patrick <laughs> and and Brett when they're not here. But I feel fairly secure in letting the world know that Loon the Pod is an anti-Victory Records <laughs> podcast. Let the let the record.
1: That's fair to say yeah. for them too. I, I, uh, would I was
0: talking with Matt. Um, Armstrong who who's in Frank Aero's new new band yes. side project mm-hmm. and wasn't the bass player in Murder by Death and we were talking about Victory Records mm-hmm. and I was just like I really I really want that first Taking Back Sunday album he's like it's so good I'm like it yeah. is I'm like yeah. but I don't want to give Victory Records any money <laughs> it's tough it's hard yeah. I mean it's it's literally the album that probably keeps them afloat to this day
1: yeah um it, and they still put out incre- but incredible records, but that's a a pillar in my childhood. May I mean maybe not as much. I don't know what your thoughts would have been
0: in two thousand one when that came out. But. I I th- so all of that screamo stuff, mm-hmm. um, which like, dates me right there because like. <laughs> Like Nat, and maybe even you just referred to it as most of it as emo. Like it was just like second wave emo, but like the the snarky, the snarky older of us would refer to it as Screamo. (laughs) Um, All that Screamo stuff, like I loved almost everybody's first records except for Hawthorne Heights, which I, that's fair. I feel, (laughs) I feel very comfortable (laughs) shitting on Hawthorne Heights. That's totally, yeah, that's totally Um, fair. But like Finch and fucking My Chem and Thursday Mm -hmm. and, uh, Taking Back Sunday, I fucking loved all of their first records, uh, um, real quick. And I, I just, I mean, if you know me, you've probably heard this, uh, this story, but like, uh, in 20, it must've been 20, 20, it must've been 2001 or 2002. It was right when that album broke or right after that album broke, the Taking Back Sunday was on Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. And they had to drop because it was when that, it was when all the fucking and yes. stuff happened yep. initially there and the guitar player bounced and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I, the very next year, so they like, so I, I was hyped to see them and I was like, man, the motherfucking, I didn't get to see them. <laughs> so then the very next year they had gotten that new guitar player mm-hmm. and they were on Warp Tour again. And I said in line very loudly, I'm like taking back Sunday. Oh, that's so last summer. <laughs> And I just <laughs> so smug, just the smuggest, just, just like, mm, mm-hmm. yes, yes, thank you,
1: thank you. I will be here. You. You'll find me at the no effects stage a little I, bit later. I, I literally <laughs> that I was like
0: just doing just doing stand up routines. Uh, that whole like there was a kid like three people in front of me that had a Slipknot shirt on. Cookie, oh, see, there he goes. Cookie. Hey, touch, Cookie. He can hear his sister I was, upstairs. Yeah, I was gonna say, and and she's barking at someone, so he thinks he needs to bark. <laughs> um, uh, there was a kid with a Slipknot t-shirt. Like three people in front of me, four people in front of me, and I was just <laughs> deadpan go. Uh, I think Ozfest uh, is next weekend, <laughs> next week, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just needlessly sh- I was, mm-hmm. uh, I've said it before. I will continue to say it, and I appreciate all of all of you uh, who. Nat and you, Kyle and 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 Sean and like the people who are like, no, you weren't that bad. I was, guys. I was, I was that bad. I was funny, very funny. I, I was entertaining, but yes. I was a, I was a shitty person. Uh, I, I-, <laughs>
1: I don't, I really don't. And I'm not gonna sit here and tell you your truth, but I can honestly <laughs> say uh, you were very crucial to a lot of us. In in those wait like and and you mentioned Thursday and that's kind of how I bring it back around. I came into Hot Topic to buy Full Collapse. Such a good record. It's so great, Uh, and they had their single on that sampler, and uh, I I think this was our first interaction. I've been for years. I've been trying to narrow it down. I think this was the first one, but I had it, and 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 here comes this very tall fairly intimidating man <laughs> and, you know and you mm-hmm, give me mm-hmm, your, your mm-hmm. customer service hello and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you're know, like ah Thursday huh I liked them better when they were called Fugazi <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <sighs> I was like oh, okay it was just hammer and I I, I, and I mean I stole that bit from I, 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 I know I've told it to people but I stole that bit from David Spade who did it on SNL. That's but but amazing. like there's like the thing you learn about age gaps mm-hmm. is that you just you learn that there's stuff that you can lift that like and he <laughs> I think I can't remember who he, who he, he was something like, it was something about Pearl. It was some shitty comment about like Pearl Jam. I was like, I think it was Stone Temple Pilots. He's like, I liked them better when they were called Pearl Jam. It was solid. It's solid, that's it's still a joke. solid joke. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you steal from the best. Like, mm-hmm. that's like a writer's mm-hmm. 101 thing. 100%. You know? And, and, um, the, the, in, you know, I mean, at the time, I, I had just gotten into Fugazi like 35 seconds before I made that joke. <laughs> And, and so, it, like I'm using, it's almost I'm like using stolen scene valor, basically, like, sure, be, because it's South Bend, and there's not like the the scene isn't that intense. Mm-hmm. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can kind of muscle my way into seeming hipper and cooler mm-hmm. than I am. But really, I was a sheltered Christian kid that was like all in his twenties, was playing catch up of all of this music sure. that. You know, like, I I wish somebody, when I was in my, like, 14, had, like, introduced me to Black Flag. Mm-hmm. I would have never mm-hmm. gotten into Sponge. I would have <laughs> never, like, Oleander would have, like, <laughs> fueled, like, all of this terrible, mm-hmm. like, bad radio alternative grunge shit. I would have just ignored it because I would have been like, guys, well, Black Flag this. exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, you know, moving f- forward there i can think of a dozen of those interactions that maybe weren't so like ooh but plenty of times where it's like if you like them you really should you really should grab this record i remember we were talking about dragon force one day this i thought about this and you're like ah you man you should really uh you, you should really just listen to um dillinger you should really just be listening to Dillinger. Those are way better musicians. They're they're way better songwriters.
0: It, it you know, it, Dragon Force is a lot of fun. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah like I I didn't I wasn't shot, Like I didn't I didn't avoid mixing it up on that. Like I mean, co- Dragon Force is cool, but like if you're in if you're already into tech shit, mm-hmm. Dragon Force is just really fast. Yes. Dillinger's gonna it's like the difference between blues and jazz mm-hmm. in a in a weird way like this is all very reductive and very simplified but like blues is very cool and you can do a lot of cool stuff and you can do a lot of catchy stuff and a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. but jazz is fucking jazz and it's going to push you like to me the like and you could kind of see it like back when Dragon Force first hit, Everybody kind of yeah. like Dragon Force. Mm-hmm. They're not. They weren't impossible to understand. Like you, you like even if you're not into metal, you could be like, ah, blah, blah, blah. you're like it's like a catchy, like it's like major key hooks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just like it's just pentatonic scale, like yeah. lightning, really fast. stupid fast, mm-hmm. right? You try picking him up again and putting him on the bed, seeing if that might chill him out absolutely. a little bit. Come on. Oh, it is going up. Going up here. There you go. Lay down, buddy. Um, <laughs> this just makes it feel so real and so you yeah. know raw. Yeah. Um, and cookie. Here, come here. Cookie. Oh, he th- now he thinks we're gonna play. Yep.
1: He's very cute though. It's, he is. He can't a, really get mad. He's fucking
0: adorable. Um, so, drag, anyway, Dragon Force is like, it's not hard to wrap your brain around. Even if you're sure. not into metal, even if you're not into fast stuff, it's it's it, they had a shtick, and that that there was like a lot of it was a very broad thing. Mm-hmm. Dillinger fucking is going to make you work for it. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They're not handing you shit. No. you're either going to come to them or they're going to be happy to watch you walk out of the room. Mm -hmm. Like they don't care. And, you know, I, I would love to say that, Oh, I just could tell when certain people like had, it. It, no, it was just like, I was just me. I had an agenda. Like I was just, um, trying to, I don't know what that's doing. Clippy. Uh, Let's see here. I wonder if it's because my, This is good. This is good. I think I think everybody's gonna like this. <laughs> um, so like, uh, um, you know, I, at the time I was just obsessed with really complicated, hard mm-hmm. to wrap my brain around music, and I wanted everybody to be into that stuff. And yeah, you know, at, at the same time, I, personally. You know, like that—that that was only a very like that. I was in and out of that real quick, which is not normal for metal kids. Like right. I, I only had about a two. Like by the time I'm leaving Hot Topic, I'm already like, you know, it's really cool. Drive by truck. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fucking Wilco. I, fuck, I would get <laughs> Wilco from you. A lot. Mur- murder, murder by death. Of Wilco. Drive by. Yeah. Well, I. I, I just didn't know they were in wilco so this is not i'm not trying to pull that hipster thing of, oh, i listen to like i was actually more into uncle tupelo which was mm-hmm. the the so sunvolt and wilco are the two guys that like tweety and i always forget the other dude's mm-hmm. name that were the main songwriters of uncle tupelo broke off and started sunvolt and wilco
1: okay
0: i didn't know that i just had stumbled onto Uncle Tupelo and I fucking loved Uncle Tupelo it, and, and all that just, you know, and I talk about it all the time of, uh, Sarah just, you know, between yeah. murder by death and 16 horsepower, it just fucking reset my brain. And I was just like, mm-hmm. cool. I mean, cool. Like aggro cool. I guess like you, but like there's this whole, like, it just opened up a whole n- new world and, and it got, I got really weird. And I mean, I, and I also think that like, any music genre like if you just listen to one genre like i've had these moments with like punk and with alt grunge when i was a kid like if you just listen to only the one thing like at some point you just like it's why it's why I, i understand if people don't like i don't think that like Loon or any band, I listen to you every day. Like mm-hmm. that's you're gonna end up hating it because like it it you just you start picking up on the the shtick a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and by the time I got to the end of Hot Topic, I just I mean I remember being very disillusioned with like metal and and hardcore. Yeah, uh, um Same. Uh, and and I I think I decided that I'm I'm gonna do the big deep dive on my own because I think it's more. It's just easy, it's it's an easy way for me to justify episodes when I don't have people here, mm-hmm. but but you did briefly talk about Every Time I Die being, Hot Damn being one of those records yes. that I, I pushed on you, yes. and that was pretty late. I was already kind of like not into hardcore when Hot Damn came out, and I was re-listening to that record today just to kind of like get it back in my mm-hmm. head, because I've been listening to their new one a ton. Yeah and it's fucking it's, great it's a masterpiece but i yeah. haven't listened to hot damn in in a, in a hot minute man i'm just Ooh. i'm just killing it i'm just killing that's it that's good uh, <laughs> fuck it's just terrible <laughs> um and uh, it, it really and I, other people have said this before, but I think at the time I didn't catch it as much, but I mean I get it now. Like uh it's really southern rock influenced. Like yes. it, like their riff their riff structure. Mm-hmm. Like they're really doing like like aggro Leonard Skinner but yes. into traditional break like they have like the the Choco Choga like yeah. they're doing that. But and that's the- why I think I, I like even though I wasn't into hardcore anymore at the time like when that came along i was like fuck oh, between that still and...
1: rock and roll mm-hmm. at, in the at the skeleton of of every well, time I well die. it
0: was and it was just not this it was just not i couldn't fucking like i'm not a tough guy hardcore person not my bones i've gotten <laughs> over taking stabs at like people who are into, like, straight edge hardcore yeah. or tough guy hardcore or hardcore, but, like, in my bones, like, I can only listen to, like, so many throwdown songs before I'm like, uh, this is the same breakdown over mm-hmm. and over again. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And <laughs> I, I had the same issue where it's just like, and our scene also, for me personally, up until the last couple of years ruined most, not most heavy, but... It, at least hardcore music for me because of, you know, that uh, 08, 09, uh, 2010, where our scene kind of started to fall apart, I guess, a little bit. And I, I kind of would, would sometimes blame shows getting, these hardcore shows getting shut down because of the kids that, that were there. And it was a very toxic atmosphere at that time as well, you know.
0: All right, I'm gonna grab him. Yeah, come here, buddy. Oh yeah, he wants out. <laughs> you just gonna get help? Oh, come here! Oh, you're fine! Oh, you're fine! Yeah, no. It and I th- and I think that you know that's another reoccurring theme that I'm just going to always hammer back of like, it wasn't just this metal scene or hardcore scene. It right. Was right. All of them. There mm-hmm. was an, int- int- it was, it, it wasn't even just music. It wasn't just art. It was society mm-hmm. and society is still there. We're still wrestling with that bullshit, but yeah, it was super unhealthy and super gross. And yeah, you know, it it was worse for people like women or femme people, but I mean, it wasn't good to anyone. And that's, that's the thing that, um, people who defend that kind of bullshit gloss over is that, you know, oppression hurts everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, shittiness hurts everybody. That's, that's where you get slogans. Like there, no one's free until we're all free. Like, any kind of like systemic issue affects everyone, mm-hmm. even if you don't understand that it affects you. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, on all that to kind of then sweep back into to uh, um, every time I die, I, they were just so different. Yes. They were just so aggressively yes different. Like the the lyrics were weird and artsy and an aggro in a different way. It's snarky in a different way. But very
1: smart. All yeah. at the same time. He's, he's very, very smart. It,
0: and then the riffs mm-hmm. and the way they structured stuff were, was just yeah. way different. I mean, they were way ahead of the curve. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I won't claim to be like, once again, I kind of like walked away from that scene, but mm-hmm. I mean, just the stuff that I've been reading about the new record, because I got into this new record so much, it's very obvious that the hardcore scene has kind of like, oh yeah, that the, the band that I was like, this is the only fucking hardcore band that matters. Like that hasn't changed in a long time. Like mm-hmm. all of hardcore kind of still thinks like every time I die is just on a different like plane yeah. doing a different yes. thing. And I think that, you know, that's that, that, that is the kind of stuff that I gravitated towards. And I mean, that's, that's not to say that I I'm not into like poppy schlocky bullshit, but you. What's great about <clears throat> what's great about like let's take Taylor Swift for instance mm-hmm. because Taylor Swift is one of those punchlines I use of like I I recently tweeted something that like um you know twenty year old Nathaniel what is like was like um circle of dead children pig destroyer dillinger escape <laughs> planner get the fuck out yeah uh, you know 41 year old Nathaniel. is taylor swift's really killing it on this last record it's so good it's it's, it's really so good. really good you know it's but you know the thing is that with something like taylor swift like i you don't have to fight for her it's catchy stuff right. it's poppy stuff you know like you like i, I she doesn't need me like her. no but it's still
1: when you really it like, list, it's thoughtful she's yeah. it's
0: yeah but, like, that is to say, unless you're in a room full of snarky yes, rock and roll people <laughs> or, or hip-hop people, like, you know, because hip-hop, I think, just from observation, not really being a part of that scene, mm-hmm. just as an observation, I'm like, oh, you learned all the wrong lessons from punk rock. Like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
0: you, you have, like, you, just a lot of the toxic, like, gatekeeping bullshit is, you know, like, that's not good. Mm-hmm. But, um... You know, pop music doesn't have to be defended in general because it's pop music. So I, you know, even looking back on it, like, I still try and push people towards stuff that's a little bit harder. Uh, Not harder, like, just harder, like, not as much fun. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of fun music in the world, but, like, you know, I've been pushing... I love trying to push people towards drive-by truckers because... I think that they sing about really important stuff. Like, you know, it's Southern rock and roll by a bunch of white dudes from the South mm-hmm. singing about, you know, social issues. They have a song off of, um, like, from two records ago that's all about the guy that started the Border Patrol. And it's, it's this real... in And he... He infamously killed a Mexican kid on the border, like shot him dead over a beer or something. Jesus. And yeah, cause the violence is baked into everything. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. they, they, it's like this, it's this, it's this good old boy rock and roll that's saying something harder to listen to. And I mean, they have great lines in there. Like, like he, he attracted a certain kind of man who's, whose triggers. Who, uh, who who, the the triggers pull their fingers. And it's like, you know, stuff like that yeah. that really haunts you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you hear stories to this day about Border Patrol, like they're violent fucks. They, they go after that. Yeah, they're looking for that person. Yeah. That's yeah. who they hire. They hire people who have discipline. Like they notoriously hire people that have been like kicked out of their precincts, mm-hmm. kicked out of their cities booted out of the military like they're like oh do you have do you have violence issues fuck we step right up we fucking want you so (laughs) bad do we have a job for you get a gun back you get to like yeah you get to go and like search out water stashes in the desert and cause people to die horrible slow deaths Mm -hmm. because you pour all their water out on the ground So heroic so great i'm proud to be an american Mm -hmm. where at least i know i'm free i know i'm free
1: bullshit uh, uh, but that reminds me. All you know in that in Planet Shit, uh, when when the outlaw wears the badge, yeah, kind of the same tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: the, yeah because you know especially now if you're if you're if you're aware and you're an artist, you're probably all we're all kind of mm-hmm. flirting around the same thing. I mean, it's one of the things that I. I feel self-conscious about Loon with because I, at least right now I'm still self-processing a lot. So like I haven't, I don't have a lot of external songs talking about external things. So I'm still digging through my own bullshit. Yeah. And, and I'm only conscious of that because um I know there's so much stuff to be talked about and I, you know, I get to hear a little, you know, that is that is
1: not me falling asleep. But. Uh,
0: cookie purring. That's a that's a pug purring like a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like every everybody's kind of. I mean, there's um. I think about all these people who are trying to unionize. Mm-hmm. Um, fr- frankly people connected to the company that you're owned That's
1: by very correct
0: uh, yeah. uh trying to unionize and how aggressive the fight against that is and um the again drive-by truckers have a song called uh, the day john henry died and um it was written a bunch of years ago now but it's still just as true yeah. and it's it's got again just these very important intense lines about um Oh, you know, there's only like there's only there's only one man who could work. There, it's talking about that engine. You know, it's talking about the story of John Henry. Mm-hmm. If you don't know about the story of John Henry, person listening to this. It's an old folks' tale about a uh, a railroad worker named John Henry, and he was big and tough and strong and could wheeled two hammers one in each arm and no one could lay track like john henry and the bosses um wanted to get rid of the workers and so they wanted to build this railroad laying engine that would that would railroad that would that would lay it and john henry was like no oh, that engine can't work as hard as i can and so they had the bosses were like fine prove it you know we'll have a race and so they race head to head and john henry won and he they immediately had a heart attack and died and it's a dark story about a dark subject which is you know uh, workers rights and capitalism and um and it's a very old old story and so jason isabel when he was fucking kid you know wrote the song called the day john henry died and um it's it, i encourage everyone to look it up and listen to it because it's it is a fucking if you're like me and you've been working um blue collar jobs your whole life like physical ones you know and kyle too, like you just working like i don't care if you if they make you wear a uniform and you're stocking shelves like the end of the day we're all fucking lifting things up and putting things on things some of us have to screw them together some of us just put them from one box to another box but you're Mm -hmm. you're you're breaking your body to make somebody i mean in your case somebody who gets to go to space And thanks you for it. Um, Yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm glad he thanked me. That was it. Was good, right? It made you feel like, uh, you know, made it it all worth it. it. Especially working through the pandemic full time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Finally, and I and and tell me to stop. I don't want to. I don't want (laughs) to get you in trouble with like. I don't want to push you into conversations you don't want to have. But like, it's
1: it's probably fine. He (laughs) could be listening right now that we don't really know.
0: Amazon's listening to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, <laughs> that is true i mean just google ring doorbell people <laughs> just go ahead and Ooh. chew on that one for Ooh. a little bit but um that whole that whole folky outlaw
1: genre that has now bled into to punk rock i think is we've anybody who was a scene kid or a or a, or a punk through the 90s and early 2000s eventually finds their way into this genre and i think it really comes back to these subjects that that you're talking about and a lot of um coming out of your 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 youth and trying to hold on to that youth but but then realizing these kind of real world problems about about growing up where it's it's not so much about hating your hometown. It's it's now you're kind of almost you're missing that and you're missing friends and and
0: we were we were all trained in a weird act of of let me just open the door. um like for whatever reason pop culture convinced us in 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 kind of our generation, mm-hmm. we all willingly broke ties with all of the things that connected us to each other. Yeah, scenes stopped being about f- like as much as I will shit on tough guy hardcore. The rhetoric of family and connectedness is important.
1: Very much so. I th-
0: I think it needs to lift fewer weights. And have better views of sexuality, yeah. and masculinity. but but yeah, like, like that is important. And when you uh, turn into snarky gatekeeping motherfuckers like I did, you, um, you break that apart. Mm-hmm. And now, in my older years, with Loon and with the 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 position that just f- through not breaking up, yeah, like like the the part of me that can't take a compliment was just like, well, we're just in if we're important, it's just because we had the audacity to not stop making music. That's like, <laughs>
1: literally the most important. Bands <laughs> fail because they break up. I've I've come I've come to learn.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So. But, like, what I take important, you know, what I think is important and what I'm trying to do now is try and rebuild that, like, that punk rock that I mm-hmm. was, have read about and was talked about bef- before I came into it. Yeah. I came into it right at the, when I was 14, 15 and, um, uh school, I I, you know, I went to a, christian private school and was part of like a lot of like fucking christian right hardcore and punk rock yep first show i ever went to so there's a whole bunch of you listening to this that these none of these names are going to mean anything to i apologize well you can google them and it'll make you chuckle (laughs) but for like the people that do know these names the idea that any version of nathaniel this was their first show is going to make you laugh it was uh mxpx goatee hook wow and value pack at uh the hoi, hoi ploy i was gonna say that had to it, have been at the Hoy. at the hoi Poloy. Mm. um l- way back in it must, it must have been like uh 94 95 something like that that early oh yeah i mean uh, mxpx started in like Ninety three or ninety two or some shit. I guess
1: that makes it because I think Sylvius has told me about this this show. Uh, Obviously, ninety four, ninety five. I was not. Well, it's
0: it's it's hard to it's hard to know because I mean, Gody Hook played Hoy Paloy like yeah, fucking four or five times, often, and yeah. MXP. Uh, for a long time, I didn't think that you could have a punk show without in me. in. in <laughs> Saint Joe County if MXPX wasn't I, on the bill I wish
1: that was still the case I wish uh, that was still
0: it makes one of it's very weird a very weird but like yeah like I remember MX it's they they are they specifically are one of the weirdest bands to have from my point of view and in my mm-hmm. timeline have watched their whole like I just don't, I don't even I don't know how they feel about their career. I mean, I'm happy for them. I'm yeah. happy that their families can like, f- they have food and they have houses and stuff and they've gotten to mm-hmm. tour and play music. But from the, from my point of view, like just to be like, oh, that one, huh? <laughs> huh. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Well, and then these. The the, the politic
1: schmolitic yeah. kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> huh. Well, and and a lot of these pop punk bands or, or metalcore Christian bands that I grew up with are now.
0: Sorry, we had to take a barking dog break. <laughs> uh, yeah, MXPX, yeah. Um, but
1: MXPX under oath. There's, there's several of those bands that I grew up when because I also was a
0: uh, pretty for you. <laughs> hot topic here Nathaniel listeners just know that no i still don't like under oath That's... yes i still have listened to the first record <sighs> yeah that was a that exchange for 2 years of my life every was, fourth I customer was, yeah. Uh, yeah no you were one of them. every fourth customer you don't like under oath no <laughs> have you listened to their first yes <laughs>
1: and and i still will defend them that's yeah. Uh, I mean, you know.
0: Know, and now, now at this point, I'm like, hey, fuck, are they, they literally don't care like no. that. I don't like them. Like, why would they? Like, they've had a perfectly fine career. Yeah, they're they're uh, doing all right. I yeah. I was I was at the Warp tour right after Fat Mike got them kicked off. I was I'd at remember at, that uh, yep. at that indie one. I remember that. Um, it's probably when I start started to. <laughs> this is weird to say it's probably when i was really like fat mike i don't know man like that.
1: <laughs> it was rough because like, like- it
0: just it just felt neat. i'm like i'm like yeah christian bands bug me a little bit too sure. for lots of reasons but like i don't know man feels like you're just being a dick yeah which it, i and I guess I guess that maybe that's California punk rock, but it just from it that's here probably, in yeah. here in Indiana you just kind of seem like a prick yeah well and and
1: for our i also grew up I went to three different churches at the same time at one point and and was very militantly um uh evangelical and on my own volition i did not grow up religious my Mm -hmm. parents aren't religious people in fact i a lot of my the things that i would consider progressive um um, ideologies that i have come come from them i was raised to treat people kindly no matter what they look like or who they loved and that it didn't come from religion it just came from two good people um but yeah so going to warp tour when i'm won't say cuss words or even listen i threw away all my secular i think you guys talked about this a little bit last week i did the same thing i threw all of my secular music away mm-hmm. and being at warp tour i would just always oh are are uh, are they christian though i like what i'm hearing but it, uh, if they're not christian but now it's weird to see bands like underoath and mxpx move completely away from that Especially in Duroth, almost to like a, it's almost like we get it. You say fuck now, you know. It's good. I'm not. I still love them. I, their new record's great, but it's like I, you can say fuck now. That's I get it.
0: The, and you know, and and I guess when I, so like, there are there are plenty of musicians that have plenty of different religious beliefs. But mm-hmm. When I say Christian bands. There was a, and I don't know how much it still exists because I'm very, I'm so unplugged from the current evangelical scene. Other than, I, my guess is it doesn't change that much. Uh, Yeah, I can't imagine. It's non progressive philosophies, just that's what they do. They kind of find a shtick, and they, yeah, if they do change, it's slowly and over the course of 50 or 60 years. Mm -hmm. So, my guess is there's still a little bit of that, like, secular versus sacred Christian, you know, sure. music. Um, and there was just always something a little weird once I, not when I was younger and in it, but when I was in my twenties and kind of pulling away from it, there just started to be something kind of weird. I, and I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm older and wiser now, so I'm, I'm more apt to choose my words, more carefully, mm-hmm. I don't want to assume things for other artists, but I could, I, 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 won't specifically. But I can, I can in my head think of like 15 different hardcore bands that were, you know, Christian hardcore bands that it felt like you wanted to play rock and roll, man. Yeah, and so you, you forced a lyrical stance. Because for the same reason why I listen to your music, we, we all wanted to be listening to Black Flag, but like Jesus wouldn't love us if we did. Right. So, (laughs) so instead I'm listening to Focal Point (laughs) and you are in Focal Point because we can't be listening to black flag that's a good pull focal point yes yeah, that's <laughs> real a good deep cut uh uh, <laughs> uh you know i could have gone unashamed Yeah, that, that felt like uh mm. um so so todd from knee deep in the dead yeah um man he, he probably still feels bummed about this but he he had the the unashamed freedom dove you know, the, the Freedom Dove? Yeah. Like on his forearm? I
1: would have never. And I that. made him
0: feel so weird the first time I met him at Point Blank <laughs> because, like, we're just talking and everything. And he's like, Oh, this is Joel's cousin, Todd. Mm-hmm. He plays guitar in uh, Knee Deep in the Dead. I was like, I don't know. I was like, Is that the fucking <laughs> Unashamed Dove? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, Yeah, yeah. brother. I, yeah. Had the, I had that record too, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, You know, it. It's. I just want people to make the the music they want to make, make the art they want to make, and it, and you know, going back to like Nat and Spaceships, like mm-hmm. like they don't that doesn't they don't strike like it doesn't feel like anybody's forcing anything there. Absolutely, the, yeah. The, they're just making the the art that they want to make, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's not how. A lot of bands that I grew up in my teen years that weren't like so like at the same time. And this will be I don't know I don't know how long it'll take me to unpack all of this. But like I mean when I'm at when I'm 15 or 16, so I'm I'm listening to fucking six feet deep and focal point. And I, I'm naming all the bands I said out. Zao and mm. like I'm listening to all of this stuff, but at the same time I'm listening to. Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and Nine Inch Nails, uh, and so POD. They they're another one. They they probably felt the weirdest to me. Like I will say this. I will kind of like get on a weird, not so box. Just uh, this is all I'm saying, folks. Is is before Elements of Southtown. Before like you, dear listener, more than likely heard POD know that they had a record called Brown. Mm. And then before that, they had a record called Snuff the Punk. And know that on the Snuff the Punk, they had a song called Abortion is Murder. And on Brown, they had a a song called Preach. And the song Abortion is Murder literally has a chorus that says abortion is murder, and it doesn't matter what you say or do, you're killing a life that... Christ is put inside of you. Abortion Ooh. is murder.
1: Oh, no. Yes. I, I did not know that. Oh, yes. Uh, and oh, so then gross. when I watch
0: them, like, when I watch Elements of Southtown come out, I'm like, I don't know, man. It seems like all of a sudden you're not putting a lot of abortion is murder in your set list. <laughs> and the sure. the three times I've seen you, like, that's like your closer. Mm-hmm. That fucking got the crowd <laughs> rocking. All of us little white militants. Just fucking yeah, man! Let's go burn down an abortion <laughs> clinic because that's what it trains you to yeah, do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. and so there's there is just some bands that I just I can't shake it. Like I look at them and I'm go, I don't know. Like so, what was the shtick? Like yeah, like it feels like you're playing me, and I just I I don't know who to trust anymore. Is this is you? Like fucking doing a remix with Nappy Roots? Really, you? Or is abortion is murder? Really, hmm. you? Because w- one of you is lying to the other, and and I, and I think that um, any time that your spirituality and philosophy like goes to that militant level, you have to own it. And I say that as somebody who has some pretty militant politics, and. I, I own them like mm-hmm. I, I can't divorce myself from them mm-hmm. or, or i shouldn't and if i no. do then like you know uh that's a sellout like that's really what a sellout is like you 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 want to know why kurt should have never felt the way that he felt about himself and and that's like a whole thing too yeah but just just to kind of go on that one part that he was pretty public about being rich and famous or the idea of having money and fame. Like he wasn't a sellout because he never, he never stopped being Kurt. I just watched a clip that I'd never seen before of a a show from their, the, the, that last tour the in utero tour and they're playing an acoustic song. Like they were, they were, breaking out a little bit of the unplugged stuff, right? He just wanted to be the Beatles at the, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, and so, they're playing an acoustic song, and he stops. Like, he just, like, the whole, the whole band, like, like it takes the whole, like, you hear the rest of the band, you know, the cello player, and, like, mm-hmm. Nova Selleck is on the accordion, like, everybody, like, has to catch up to him. He stops, he puts his guitar down, and he goes in the crowd, and he points at this, he, you see him pointing, and he, he, you see him point like obviously he's pointing at security and pointing at somebody and then he sits back down he gets in the mic he's like yeah you had to cop a feel man he fucking stopped what he Holy was doing shit. because he saw a, a guy groping somebody a female in the crowd and was like fuck off you don't get to be in a nirvana show especially at that time and it's yeah you know, and and i mean literally like Nova and pat smear like start mocking them, like start going like, ha ha ha, like pointing and laughing. Like, it's like, yeah, you never stop being Nirvana. Mm-hmm. You like, to me, like that's what a, a sellout is, is you stop being who you are. And some of those, some of those Christian bands that I grew up with, I just, like I said, I don't like, like when I met you in your artistic career you you told me a very specific message that's very
1: specific
0: of which pod is probably one of the most extreme versions of it mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you got a little bit of uh mm-hmm. traction mm-hmm. and now you're saying something else and i'm like i can. you could very easily convince me that the hyper intense militant evangelical was the bullshit yeah but like I don't know. I, f- I almost feel like you need to have like a like MTV should have had to like should have had to bring Pod on and have like a fifteen to twenty minute special on like let's talk about this let's song. Unwrap just this part, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know, man. It go, but that also goes back to in the nineties and the early two thousands. You're still like just a fucking wasteland for yeah. for anybody with a, a uterus, like it was a good you know, business
1: model if you're if you want to sh- strike it big you know it, you just have to say these four or five oh yeah
0: christian convictions creed P.O.D., yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. evanescence uh, you know you had a lot of jars of clay yeah yeah you know uh they they um couldn't shake the that first record Mm -hmm. like like they got big on the wrong record like i'm sure if they can go back and plan it they'd be like oh man maybe flood shouldn't have been a radio hit (laughs) because it was a little lot harder for us to go super pop Mm -hmm. after that one but yeah Mm -hmm. you had a whole string of bands that you know you had a built-in audience that would pay money and and you just kind of moved on to the 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 next thing so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, but, it's a, uh, it's just, it's, I don't, I, I don't know. And I could be, I could be completely wrong still. And everybody gets to have their own journey. And I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know anybody's hearts sure. or, or anything. It just, it, it was, it's weird. It's weird yeah. for me as having come from, cause I, I had the opposite thing of you. I I, th- I find that interesting that you chose it. I, I
1: absolutely didn't, chose. Yeah,
0: I didn't have any choice in it. Like I was literally born into an evangelical household. I was raised an evangelical. You know, I were you know from literal mm-hmm. like the first place that I was ever taken outside of the home and the hospital was a Sunday school. You mm-hmm. know, like I yeah. was in in a church nursery it was the first non my home thing. Yeah. that my parents took me to
1: and and i was almost again the exact opposite i was almost given a hard uh, they weren't unsupportive of me going to church and and really living that lifestyle as much as i could but they would kind of give me a hard time lightheartedly a lot so it's and and i don't know many people that that chose You know, I was going to a a Catholic church, a non-denominational church, and a missionary church, sometimes all in the same week. Um, And we could sit here and unpack religious trauma that we both have for hours. But for me, it's like I'm still in this weird place because there's still people I love that we both love to death that we have firm disagreements on when it comes to, to religion. But I still, they're... I would consider them family and our music scene. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to do the things I did in the music scene if it wasn't for church shows, if it wasn't for the community that was built in churches and, and some of it was bad, but some of it was, was kind of pretty beautiful. You know, I, I just told the story recently of uh, honore Seidel's last show before they moved to, LA and, and a bunch of kids put on a show that brought in 1200 kids for local bands. And I, I, I don't know where you can find that outside of, of New Jersey in the early two thousands or, or LA at any given time. And, and I, I still feel very fortunate in that, even though I, I now speak out Pretty adamantly against the church and the, and the and the church body for all the obvious reasons, but I'm very grateful that we we had that because we didn't have a piece. we didn't have a Metro. You know, we had we had the Underground in the Post,
0: right? And and I guess the only thing that I will s- I don't disagree with your the the warmer feelings and why you have them. I will merely make a sales pitch for. What I think was the better version and is now the better version of that the the post they they ran they ran a little bit more loose loose in a good yes, way yes but like um hoy ploy they would let anybody play there mm-hmm. they just wanted a safe place for kids to be kids mm-hmm and there was something very beautiful about that. And There wasn't, even though the people that owned the Hoi Ploy were religious, there was no religious rules put mm-hmm. on the space. There mm-hmm. was normal all-ages venues rules put sure. on it. No drugs, no alcohol, yeah. no weapons, yeah. no fighting, until you're a ska band that gets... <laughs> the place shut down because you're stealing money from everyone and you play an op ivy there i don't know i've never (laughs) been able to find any like like hard like factual from that back then Mm because it's so hazy but like the last show there was basically or i don't think it was the last show but the, the show that caused them to have to shut down was was supposedly a mini riot and there was a ska band that had put on a show, and the lead singer of the ska band was like stealing money from everyone, including probably the other people in his ska band. Mm. And they, um, they played like fucking energy, <laughs> you know. And apparently, another another person in a band was like, All right, you don't get to fucking play, like, yeah, no, and just like, then it just here. went down, and like, people got. Wow. Beat up and a skateboard got thrown through a window and all sorts of shit. We've had
1: a few of those uh and I think you were at the other one at, at Studio three fifteen where we, we we've had these
0: I don't I don't
1: catastrophic moments of the kid got thrown through the, the glass window.
0: Maybe I was. I don't was know.
1: I can't remember. Skeleton Thieves and Honorary, that's where Sylvius got his head busted open. It was Hope's uh
0: Oh no, I didn't go to any you weren't, I, oh. I wasn't I didn't go to any Skeleton Thieves show like I'm trying let me give me a second. I'm going to try and decide on a mic, on a hot mic what I'm <laughs> No. 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 <laughs> I didn't go to any Skeleton Thieves show. This, Let's just put it that way.
1: This is this is the Nathaniel. I I love so
0: dearly <laughs> like <laughs> Just, just uh, some personalities that were just never gonna like each other. Just, just almost designed, almost designed in the in the flesh right. yeah. to like, like certain people in Skeleton Thieves and me are, are almost built to just like enter a room and go, oh, I hate you. <laughs> sure, I, I hate you. That's like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and, like that's no, a- we're not. <laughs> Me and your, me and yours can't ever be kin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's um, fair. So no, I, I wasn't at that one. But yeah, like because it's anytime you get a bunch of fucking dudes in a room, and you've you've not taught them how to express themselves, express their feelings, how to get in touch mm-hmm. with their abuse or their trauma or their insecurities, and then you fucking. Blast that four four beat like yeah.
1: yeah, dumb shit's gonna it's happen. Gonna, yeah.
0: It's it's I mean, you you listen to Rollins or M- Makai talk about those early, you know Discord Day shows like, it, they're they're the most violent, scary things you ever yeah. heard of. Like yeah. they're not healthy or good. I mean, it's why it's why by the time you get to Fugazi, like Ian's like you don't get no. There's no fucking moshing. You can dance, you can have fun, you can do whatever, but you don't get to punch each other at my show. Like we're it's, done with that.
1: It's such a funny juxtaposition with the way Fugazi and Minor Threat and Black the way they're held up by the hardcore community that believes in crowd killing. Yeah,
0: it's 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 because I, I I mean I have my own pet theories. It's it's because um a lot of times those those folks don't really listen to Fugazi. Mm. I mean Fugazi was never a hardcore band. They they were they were never they were they were something beautifully different. I mean the the true the truth of it is like once you get past the snarky bullshit about Thursday, you know, <laughs> is that the reason you can draw a direct line from Thursday to Fugazi is because Fugazi created something very new, yeah. I I tell people like one of my pet theories is you know because you you figure what is it? So, um, Nevermind drops in ninety two. Mm-hmm. Bleach dropped in eighty nine or ninety, but Repeater dropped in like eighty seven. Jeez. So like it, if. If there's a world where Fugazi doesn't have the like aggressive moral stance that Fugazi has, I don't know if you, I don't, I'm sure Nirvana still happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they matter the same way because Fugazi is just as hooky and punky, but almost a little bit more complicated. Mm Mm-hmm. So they managed to run a line where they are doing a little bit more interesting stuff, but also still very catchy. Right. You right. know, so, the, and, and uh, you know, uh, you, we, no one knows for sure, but, like, you, I'm just kind of hype. Like, it's more of, like, a, a what-if kind of scenario. But, like, all that to say is Fugazi was never a hardcore band. Like, by the time that those guys all started that mm-hmm. like Makai was done with all of that bullshit yeah like he would yeah. he moved past all it wasn't interesting to him anymore he he said it like minor threat was important when minor threat was important to him but by the time he moved on he'd moved on mm-hmm. which is <laughs> it's probably why we're never going to get another fucking fugazi record or show right. because that's kind of how those cats are. Like yeah. when they move on, they fucking move on. They don't on. care. Yeah. They don't need the, they don't, they don't, it doesn't matter to them that Nathaniel at 41 <laughs> just wants to see them once before he dies. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't care. The,
1: the fan service there doesn't mean much. No. Um, so, yeah,
0: you know, I, I, I so so yeah, like like sure the 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 black flag and the minor threat, yeah, those 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 fit into it. Like, I mean, we do not need to get sidetracked far, but like, no, but like that all that to say is black flag is just as violent as as advertised. Like, there's yeah. an infamous story that um, Rollins talks about how when they were touring Britain like the Nazi scene was like out of control. Like mm-hmm. The skinhead, like Nazi shitheads were everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, we're in black flag. And so we, even though we weren't trying to, we get this reputation of, because our music is the hardest, fastest shit around. Like everybody's coming to shows wanting to see if, if we're as hard and yeah. fast as our music is. And he, t- he talks about how, like by the time they got to their second, tour of england he was like i fucking was ready that second tour i was ready he's like we we get off the plane i get into the the taxi and i go take me to a hardware store so he's like very first oh, thing shit. goes into a hardware <laughs> store and he's like i went into the hard, hardware store and i bought an oaks oak axe handle it was just yeah. a big like three foot piece of, of, of oak and he's like Every show, I'd go out and do the same thing. I'd I'd march out to the front and I'd lift the axe handle up and I'd I'd let the whole crowd see it and I'd go down and I'd set the axe handle right in front of the kick drum, just to let everybody know we you get to decide what kind of show <laughs> goes down tonight. I'm perfectly heat, ready and prepared. Whatever you want, for whatever tone you want to take, <laughs> we can, we can do it. So you know and i don't i don't know i you know i think that i think um when i uh um look at some of these newer hardcore bands mm-hmm. um what is it uh, what is the name uh turnstile yeah. yeah. yeah which i just got into um and don't know very much but i still need to do a, a like more of a listen to them but like when i the- look at like the the videos and stuff of them live and everything it, it it looks like a healthier scene very, this, these days.
1: Very much so. I've I've seen them. I've seen them now, um, and and have gotten familiar again with the hardcore scene. I was I I went uh, I had the privilege of going to see Terror and Comeback Kid in Nashville, and and I've now seen Turnstile, and I, I like Knocked Loose. I've I've been to knock and across. I would say across the board it's night and day different with the toxicity that we, Well, the early, part of it is, you know, you
0: know it is I, I can point right to it. Part of it is that it's a more, it's a more femme, big queer big scene time. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, my favorite current hardcore band is a band called Ursula, which is this very small, as far as like us knowing about them here in the Midwest, they're mm-hmm. a Southern California, hardcore band and they're fronted by a femme person, and she's fucking like, like when we're, we're done, like when we're done here, uh, I will, before yes. you go, I will yes. play like, it, it is, they're, they're fucking great. And you have like war on women. Oh I mean, my gosh. War on, I women is, war on women is, is, is the toughest fucking band. Oh man. <laughs> like, like I, I, I always, I always get people to like, you know, that, um, off of their second album. That, uh, that like say it, say it with me, and that chant of I was raped is yeah. just, yep, empowering and sad mm-hmm. and angry. Empower it's, it's, it's so many things all at uh, once.
1: Out of all the, I mean, at this point, I've been to and played and, and worked and attended some probably 450 500 shows somewhere around there. And I, I went to Grand Rapids once, um, with Silvius and and my friend Mark, uh, to see Propagandi and to see Reviver, who an, another band. Reviver's fucking great, so great and so and great, wonderful queer people in that mm-hmm. band, and mm-hmm. and a very wonderful queer message in their music that's that is very in your face. And then there's this band War on Women that opens up, and they. And
0: fucking peel your fucking face off man. i was
1: i was <laughs> so like i'm getting i'm getting chills thinking i have never been taken back they they had this song and i think it's on a record but i feel like i haven't been able to find and she might change what she says every time but it's it's she's catcalling calling men throughout this whole and i mean like in your face like Cat like and you are just. I've never been so taken back and just stunned in that in that way. So and you like know, like she, uncomfortable. Yeah, in a in, a very no, in good, an important way. Important yeah. way.
0: You know, she wrote a book about how to con- how to conduct a healthy scene. Like she wrote a she literally wrote a book on how if you want to have a local scene and you want to make sure that queer people feel safe and women feel safe and femme people feel safe, trans people feel safe and non-binary, like she literally like, like gives seminars and like wrote a, like she's, she's fucking no joke. She's She's intense. Yeah. Very intense. Uh, You know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of, um, uh, I, you know, I was talking, like like I said on the last episode, I, 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 uh, I've been talking with uh, I ta- was talking with Sarah on mm-hmm. Twitter about the Every Time I Die record, and just simply kind of like just towards the end of it, just said that you know I, hardcore is imp- is is at its best when it has righteous anger. Mm. Like if if it doesn't if if it doesn't have a war to fight, then why the fuck are you yeah. up there screaming? What's the, yeah, which yeah. which is why I think some of that posy stuff like in the two thousands just started started feeling like. Like they were spinning their wheels. Like they didn't. They yeah. they didn't even like.
1: It felt very eighties hair metal with a lot of it, and not necessarily in the sound, but some of it in the sound. But just well,
0: this, it became. Yeah, and and it, and and some of that stuff. Being straighted is fine. Being posy is fine. But like, if that's if you if you can't find something more important in your hardcore band to scream about than just like yet another, like don't do drugs song, mm-hmm. then like, man, maybe you're not talking to enough people in your community. Cause there's a lot of shit going there's on. Plenty to say. Yeah. And, and there's again, like you, the, the thing that has made me love this for lots of reasons, this new every time I die record is like when I, watch the video the few videos they've put out and some of the like the over they've done a tour in britain Mm -hmm. um recently is you can just see it in their eye like they're fucking angry man they're real angry and they and they've got a they've got some things that they're angry about and Mm -hmm. those things are i think important things to be angry about yeah you know the what is it on on the very first song you know like the very first track first line the even. first well oh the first line God. is um what, what is it um uh, uh spare, spare all the o- ones spare only the ones i love slay, slay the rest. rest but the the very last paragraph that he says before that he repeats that line again yep. is um um no gods unless they're women and and like there's some very there there's just some very important like if you any any you and anyone like really take that record and like that's one it's one of those is why i keep that's why now I've just been repeating it uh, like to, to people over and over again it's like it's not just a good music record it's not like they just have some great one-liners it's yes. one of those where you really need to dig into all of the, the lyrics because they're they're saying a lot of really important stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um well we're at like an hour and 17 minutes and and um So it was probably a good time to start wrapping it up. My, my, the cookie is going, I say an hour, 17 minutes, but dear listener, I'm probably going to go in and cut some big chunks of like dead air where we were dealing with, (laughs) with cookie, just losing his, his fucking shit. Cause man, like cookie, you got to understand cookie. Uh, he really, he has opinions when people are making noises. He has thoughts. <laughs> he needs you to hear his thoughts. <laughs> he has things to say. Um, Kim, if she doesn't feel like she's getting enough attention, my cat Kim, she has, she has opinions. I, was and, saying, and, I heard and those. And she, yeah. <laughs> she will give you those opinions. So um, this is this has honestly been great. And, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure we'll do it again I, at some point. Because I, I want to
1: talk about Loon and... and
0: well, let's look uh, okay. So, just for the sake of the, the very pot, like, like, well, it, yes. Um, oh, you know what? Because we never even got to the second part of that question. Let's, let's, yes. let's, even if yes. it's even if we do another 15 20 minutes, like, Abs- yeah. So absolutely. then the first time you met me was a hot topic. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what's your earliest loon? Yeah. Recollection and at
1: this point? I, I would the first time I saw loon, I would consider. You a very good friend at this point. We've we've hung out at shows and and outside of of shows and and um, at this point, I I had not joined Dear Noel yet, but I was I was a month or two out of joining the band, mm-hmm. and you had been telling me about be- these songs that you've had, and I think Loon had just started. I could be wrong on that not more than a year not more we, than a year or two we,
0: we started we started getting together josh and i uh, josh mert who i started loon with in 2005
1: okay yeah
0: we didn't come up with an official name and start playing shows i think until 2006 that
1: makes sense then yeah so and yeah that that uh that timeline works out then. But so. Cause I, like the
0: first couple of shows that I played, we played with dear Noel, they were a two piece also. Yeah. yeah so that's like right. this is that's pre right. them doing any kind of full band okay.
1: stuff. Yeah. So for, for whatever reason I hadn't seen loon at this point and, and, and there was a venue that used to be called uh, bean counters mm-hmm. um, that, that became dear Noel's home venue uh, of sorts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was my first, that was my first experience in, in And once I joined the band and, and.
0: Which playing, is like the real raw, like, like this real. real yeah. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how to be in a band yet. Not really. Like I had, I had, had a band before, mm-hmm. which was like a, just a proto pop punk. Yeah. Sonnet. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. So, <laughs> so if you're younger and you start a band just know that if if that band wasn't great, you don't have to give people that EP. <laughs> like, you can just take that EP to your grave. Because you'll forget when you're 41 and have been doing a different band that you are proud of <laughs> for a long time that... You'll say things like I i started another band and in your head you're like uh, that no one knows like mm-hmm. much about and then everyone goes yeah I remember Sonic. and you're just like Motherfuck, why did I yeah. give so many people that stupid fucking yep. did you see those like I did like a little video series where I, I like it's like my on my Instagram you can you can find it where I like I listen to like two or yes. three of those and yeah. I'm just like pretty I, pretty honest pretty brutal that feeling I know that feeling, <laughs> like, know that feeling. I'm, like this yeah. is terrible but, but anyways yeah, yeah so, so it, all that to say is that yeah that bean counter days like that's yeah. just me and mert and well an acoustic and, guitar, and chad you know then chad yeah started because for a long time it was just a literally bass yeah and two guitars
1: and it was great and the, the banter and and I, I remember thinking
0: we opened for gaza once whoa yeah how did how did that happen uh i i don't Remember all the details, but like you know, because I was still tapped into all that metal scene, like and all those guys. A lot of them liked Loon, um, and they, I forget who, but Kroger maybe. Like Mm. somebody was putting on a show, and Gaza was the headliner, and they're like, "Do you want to? Do you want to play it?" And at the time, I I would say yes to anything. Sure, yeah, (laughs) and I fucking. We went up there. No drummer. It was like yeah. Th- it was the three piece days. So it was like me, Josh, Mur, Chad, and a fucking metal like not just a metal crowd. Like free if you don't know who Gaza is at home, like it's exactly what you would think a band that would have the audacity to name themselves <laughs> Gaza <laughs>
1: exactly
0: would <Yeah>. sound like. <laughs> it's a grindcore. No song is longer than like. 220s 220, 220 is, a, is a ballad. And that's like a, that's a long yeah, ballad. That's for a Grateful them. Dead song. At yeah, that point. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I remember the guys that were going on after us were in the crowd, and um, kind of also had this like, holy shit, like, this folk rock thing is. Op-. And uh, because at the time I was just a, I was a, killer be killed kind of mentality as a front man. Um, oh,
1: so yeah, it was great.
0: Uh, the the uh, I I had my acoustic guitar and I looked right at these guys who uh, were were playing way more complicated music than I was playing and I I just really snarkily said hey guys just so you know this is called an an open G <laughs> do you remember those and I like 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 yeah. aggressively played a G chord at them. Just, just like somehow it. like I love it. I mean just tr- I mean I I still remember we went on before Doctor Doctor once mm-hmm. at the skunk's nest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um I ended the set with only three strings left on my guitar. I remember that. I had blood coming all yep. all, all down the like my yep. hand in the, the front of my Gretsch and I fucking uh took the chair and chucked it down the back hallway and was like, how's that? You metal fucks and kids. And, and
1: to bring it back to, you know, once I was in dear Noel and we kind of got to a place where we could put our own shows together a lot of the time. Um, for those of you who, who know all the members of, of dear Noel, if you do at all, but we were very different. There were six of us and we were very different people with, for the most part, very different musical interests with the exception of probably less than five. And it was very rare that you could get all six of us to watch a band and watch the whole set at the same time, for whatever reason, Uh, out in the van or or at merch table, whatever it was, you couldn't really get all six of us. But when when it came to Loon, it was, if we were putting a show together, it was, well, who do we put on the show? Loon was always the first because... Like you just said, you can put Loon anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's and it's going to work. <laughs> and secondly, it was one of the only bands, and I'm not kidding, it was it was like Gasoline Heart, Tom Petty, Coheed, and Loon were p- probably the only bands, you know, uh, right, right up right, where Loon should be. <laughs> right, right next to Coheed, where <laughs> right we belong. Right where you belong. But it, I remember distinctly several shows looking around, and all of us were watching Loon and and quiet. We were all very tuned in. And I just, that was always um, very special to me with, with Loon. And I have my own personal, you know, my, I love your lyrics. I love, I love the songs, but it was just being in a band with six people that were very different. One of the only bands we could all sit and watch was, was Loon. So that was, that was really cool back then. And the kids at that time, pop punk was, Getting into a very weird and and kind of toxic space, and and the punk side of pop punk was not as much there as it as it had been years prior. So kids needed, whether it was the funny banter that you and Chad would have together, uh, or or the the political stances at that time because Bush was still in office. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I we always agreed like yes the kid these we need Loon on the show because what he says is super important. So and yeah, it, means it was
0: great. Lot. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it means a lot on just a surface level of like, I, I, you know, night, it's nice to hear nice things, sure. but yeah. like, um, knowing that, um, you know, I, I, if I were to let myself be, be proud for a moment is just to know that uh, you know it also that evolution didn't stop that i definitely have kept digging and um the we played rebel arts fest Mm -hmm. um and we we played two new ones there and one of them is um a song called this this light this little light of mine and um it's it's one of the roughest things I've ever put it to to music um, and I, 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 it, it was to know that like to, to look back at the, all these years now and to, to know that loon, that somehow I've managed to do this thing and, and had been lucky enough to have really great musicians that have helped me and been with me and are still with me on this journey. Um, to do this thing where I'm digging into these really like rough, I mean, I, I remember Ben Senef who we mm-hmm. used to always just call metal Ben. Yep. Metal Ben. Um, he said to me once, like, um, he's like, I, <laughs> It, it's one of those things that just like, I, you know, I, I ne- didn't know how to take it at the time, but it's, it's, it's probably super, super true. He's like, he's like, I just, he's like, I just don't think, I just don't think anybody's going to be, is, I don't think anybody's ready for you. Like in this, like the same way that they weren't ready for like brick by, um, Ben folds. Fight. Yeah. Like, he's like, it's just a little too real. It's just a little yeah. too like honest. And, and you know, yeah, put that on my gravestone. Yeah, like, a little yeah. too <laughs> honest. Like, I'm... well,
1: and I remember a couple of years ago when, and I hadn't seen you in a while, and I definitely hadn't seen Loon in some time, and you know, I'd asked about new music and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I think I'm gonna dive into my childhood trauma and and abuse, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, are you sh- are you sure you want to, <laughs> are you sure, and but then I'm also like, I. I need him to do that because especially at that time, I was not able to unpack my own childhood abuse that um, was in my family. That was very, very similar. Um, if, if not, it's ex- exactly along the same lines. I'm like, Oh, I, I need him to do this. And I'm, I'm not scared for him. I'm scared for, I think I'm, I'm hesitant to like, be like, hell Yeah write those because I'm scared of hearing them and then having to outwardly process that like I do with any other song and and stuff that's easier and'm I'm, I'm air quoting easier to to deal with you know and that's because that kind of subject material is not especially in our scene does not come out and that's a that's a brave thing that I would have a very hard time doing even even talking about it now is is it's not something I've done outwardly. So it's a, it's a brave step to write that kind of subject matter.
0: So I want to start with just simply saying to you, and I can cut this out if you want me to, but like just know that it wasn't your fault. That's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. Um You were a kid He didn't ask to be there
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um And Know that um Don't Not knowing where you're at in the process I can I will just give you the best ad- advice I was ever given by my therapist just know that you'll net like you'll never get rid of it. Mm. It's not how it works. It's there and it's part of you. It's always going to be there. So the the thing that you have to learn to do is live with it. And I I I tell people all the time that you know like and I've started being more vocal you know about breaking down the ship records. And kind of like what the, um, the, the first two were and how they are and Mm -hmm. how that leads into the third one. So, you know, I, I obviously will will be, you know, I tried to drink, I tried to do pills. I tried to, um, have sexual encounters, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or weird, like, you know, just tried to like use gratification as a way to fill a void but there's no filling that void. And that that's hard. Yeah. That's a hard one to hear. It's a hard one to accept. But what what I can tell you is, is that once you accept it it becomes a lot easier to know when you're trying to do something unhealthy mm. instead of just, like, taking a deep breath and going, yeah. this will pass. Yes. Like, like this feeling will pass. Yeah. This moment will pass. Um, that that song, This Little Light of Mine, it, it just if you have if people at home like if you listen to this don't follow me on instagram or something like i've some of these songs that i have kind of like completely banged out i've i've put up on um instagram me playing Hmm. on acoustic because i'm tear i'm i always am like this is the this is the record where i'm just gonna keep it completely hidden until it's boom it's out there and i'm just i don't fucking not good at it i don't like it i I need, like I'm an artist. I want,
1: yeah, that's not I, natural. For, no, for I want,
0: you. I want that interaction. I want to, I, yeah. I want to tr- like, I want people to hear it and and I want them to enjoy it. And then I want to not believe them when they say they enjoy it. That's what mm-hmm. I want to do. Like, yeah. These, are, these yeah. are the things that I need to do as a, <laughs> as an artist. Yeah. I want you to hear it because I'm excited and I'm proud of it. And then I want to like, be convinced that you're lying to me, and I'm actually terrible at it. Double edged sword. That's what I need to do. Of an artist. Um and in it I the first verse is talking about my dad who who sexually abused me. And the second verse is talking about my mom who physically abused me. I mean, don't worry, my dad physically abused me too. <laughs> like he didn't couldn't let that you know come on. He's not gonna just <laughs> let my mom hit me, he's gonna hit me too. We live in America. He's a white man. Yeah.
1: First and foremost, <laughs> he hits. Then.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the third verse is what I'm talking about, which is mm-hmm. the third verse is, um, and I found the whiskey, and it made me feel better, and I found the risky, and it made me feel clever, and I found the pills they made me feel so numb, and I found the will to end it all. And then that's when... We we all like that's when the guys come in and I, you know, hit the fuzz pedal and and then, I think, the important part of that to is to know is how it ends, which it's it ends with me singing, this little light of mine, which what is what is that it's it's a it's a lift of an old Sunday school song. Yeah, what's okay. that Sunday school song about? The Sunday school song is about, um, don't hide your light under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine. So I'm going to let it shine. And then Brett sing, it's sing growls. I want to feel better. So it's me singing this little light of mine and then followed with, I want to feel better. This little light of mine. I want to feel better. And you can, I mean, that's the whole, yeah, that's the, absolutely. Whole, that's the whole point of this, absolutely. It, of, of the, of that third record is, is that, if you take those hard steps to confront those things that have happened, there is, there is good things on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. There's important Absolutely. things on the other side of that. And so I don't know. You, and don't, you don't know when you, you talk about it to who and when you're ready to talk about it. That's the other thing I think is important to tell oh, people to for sure. You know, I'm, I'm, it's not fun. No. I'm not going to say that it's fun, but, but I am, but I am now comfortable-ish with this saying, like, yeah, I, I, I had, you know, sexual abuse when I was a kid, which, you know, it's, I'm 41, this happened when I was eight, so be right. gentle on yeah. yourself it's a curve oh, yeah. it's a learning well
2: curve. and
1: and and i i i do want to be clear you, you know for for me mine i was able i was quote unquote lucky enough just to get the mental and emotional and uh and physical abuse and and somebody else in my family it's not that part's not my story to tell but they had the decade of uh the. that we had to to witness from this from this monster of a person, so that part's not my story to tell um but uh, you know the the physical mental and and um, emotional abuse was uh, it's I still it still is the same from what you're it still rings true um but those moments, and I'm sure you've had a lot of them where you catch yourself and not just the harmful things but just patterns or, or, or parts of you that are who you are and you, you start to catch yourself like, "Oh, I think I do this because of, of that one time when I was told this and this and this terrible thing. or I do this now because I this monster of a person wouldn't allow you to take a step without permission or and begging for that just a, a step. And so it's so there's there's like weight lifting off when I start to realize oh that's why that is the way it is in my life it's it's interesting and but like oh that big breath of fresh air when you start to come to those realizations is a big part of it too
0: yeah it, I um I know I talked about this a little bit on shit, musicians say um but like I remember my therapist Millie um she we like first or second session she was like so you know you're a musician i'm like yeah yeah, yeah rock and roll you know mm-hmm. she's like is there some place that i can listen to your music and i was like that that's an e- that's just an easy way to like like we know that's all artists kryptonite like they're, like oh, like yeah. yeah yeah and i just wrote down our band camp and i was like hey. <laughs> i was just excited i was like well, like, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't even therapist. Yeah, I just this want point. a listen's a listen, yeah. man. <laughs> Click that play mm-hmm. button. So I was gonna that that play button still. Um, and I come back in the the very next session, and she, she's like, oh, oh, we we had the niceties and everything, and then she's like, I listen to your music. I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, it, it's very, it's good, it's good. You're very good. And I was like, thank you. In my, you know, I don't believe yeah. you, but yeah, right. thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like. Um, you know that it's not normal for people to like talk about themselves the way that you talk about yourself, right? Cause this would, this is literally the, don't give up the shit, the, the album, the, the album that started this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and you know, round by round, which is the very first track. I mean, it's, um, you know, cause I'm feeling ugly and I'm feeling old Mhm. And I'm thinking about you, you know, it's, 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 it's not, it is once again, it's been, I've said it, it's been said a bunch of times, but it's a catchy fucking song. I, I made it, I made it, I made it to be a, a pub song. Like it's made in that style. Yeah, of I was like going to say, it's
1: very happy. It's very it, Frank Turner. It's very,
0: it's a pub song. Yep. It's a, you know, everybody sing along kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just brutal just a brutal mess it's brutal
1: and what is that i'm gonna ask you questions Mm -hmm. what what is that like and i guess i know this from my side um i wasn't a main songwriter in in dear noel but i know the feeling of writing these uh the tone is super happy but lyrically it gets dark and and what is that like from from where you're standing on stage, and you know what these lyrics, especially with the newer songs, but you know what these lyrics mean to you, and how hard they would probably were at the time when you were writing them, and then you look out in the crowd, everybody's smiling. Those those loons and and people who may not have heard loon at this point, they're very happy sounding songs. Like you said, they're pub songs. So that's it's got to be an interesting to look out, and and people aren't exactly not that they're not getting it, but the emotion is, is way more positive than when you were, when you were writing them, I would assume.
0: So like, and I've talked about this, uh, like, especially on like shit musicians say, I talk like, like part of like, look, first of all, that, that tonal idea was on purpose. Like mm-hmm. I, I went into loon getting a real fucking kick out of writing. Like, like, so let me let me take that back so the first loon record which is probably I, I think is very problematic and and is not the greatest songwriting i've ever done is what a, a lot of first records that aren't like the fr- you know it it that aren't the real first record like yeah. it's just me you're listening to me learn to write songs mm-hmm. like really write so- like i've been writing I mean, at the, point, at the point in 2005 when we started Loon, I'd been writing songs since I was 17. So I was 25 then. So I was, you know, almost a decade into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would argue, but I would still argue that that first Loon record, I'm still figuring my shit out. Um, and so none of that stuff is on purpose. And I think you can hear it. I mm-hmm. think, like, if you go track by track, it's very whiplashy like you can't really it's probably what was interesting about those early loon shows because the vibe wasn't there there wasn't a real sound or vibe it was just kind of all over the place other than the shtick of the they use acoustic guitars like Mm -hmm. that like that was about it that was like a cohesive thing by the time you get to d guts um it's It's very on purpose like I'm I'm actively trying to write yeah. catchy fucking songs with brutal fucking lyrics. Mm-hmm. I don't know I, I know that all of my my songwriting has always been a little bit darker. It's a little bit, always been a little bit sadder and a, and a lot more serious because I am sad and serious. <laughs> so um, uh, at times it's snarkier. Um, I think Patrick put it best that I had never really thought about it. Nih- like nihilistic, like that first album's mm-hmm. kind of nihilistic, which makes sense because I- almost every song is about suicide. Yes, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just there's no way around it. Like <laughs> most of that record is about s- suicidal adorations. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 rough. The even the lyrics are playful and dark. Like you yeah. have you have the um, whatever happened to the Emerald City which is notoriously me me taking a show tune from a hopeful yeah like coming home story and turning it into two people having an ugly divorce Mm -hmm. and you know it's great just being a dick just just, (laughs) uh you know and and that's that's the other thing that i will say was kind of interesting about when I look back at those shows and back then, because I'm still shielding myself, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I didn't get a divorce. Like I, I didn't have, like I'm using some of it's autobiographical. Some of it's just like emotional filler. Like, yeah. it, like it's, I'm using, sh- I'm, I'm, I'm tapping into real emotions that I have, but I'm using fake stories. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so a song by like round by round. When I first, when we first started playing that out. Um, I think, I think I probably at the time was like, yeah, I'm smarter than the crowd. You Mm -hmm. think it's this? And I know it's it's,
1: this. Um, we had that, we had a little bit of that. Um, and
0: that, that was then. And like, you know, now I, because I'm lucky enough to, like, when we play, when we on the very rare occasions, and there's only been like two or three of, in the last three, three or four years, where we play a show for people who don't know us, mm-hmm. no one's smiling, man, because not people aren't that dumb. I'm not that clever. I'm not getting one over on the crowd. Like most of the time, they're the, most of the time it's positive. Like I can tell people like the songs, mm-hmm. but like they also are like Jesus Christ, like this shit's fucking rough it got so, more in your face as as the, the records of oh of, the, yeah and i mean yeah. the ship sail the ship is sinking is <laughs> uh, it's not subtle like it's no. a, it's as subtle as a stab wound like yeah. it's yeah it's rough um but uh when i play when we play or i play solo around here and i play round by round i know i know what those smiles mean mm-hmm. so they, there's no weird feelings cuz it's all it's friends it's family yeah it's it's actually pretty special because it's it's, I'm, I I don't I don't want to come off as boastful, or prideful. So, no, know, know that I'm. I, it, it's it feels very good to feel like maybe I'm helping put together a thing that I've wanted, which is a, a scene of absolutely and and getting to be a part of that you know mm-hmm. like i i love the rutabaga who doesn't love doesn't love, love the yeah. rutabaga Fucking doesn't. and the if i can be like that for other people too like i mean i hope the rutabaga is also like that yes. for them too sure. but like if then man that's that's that's, that's all it's about yeah. yeah like and and i think also Somebody's got to fucking say this shit, right? Yeah. Yes, and I, please. And I don't. And I don't know. I don't. I didn't ask for it. I didn't. I didn't want it. Like I didn't. Um. I wouldn't have chosen it. No. But it. It's me. I'm. I'm the person in this area at this time. That, uh, is going to write this stuff and say Mm -hmm. this stuff. And, you know, uh, I want, I want people, I want people to know that they're not alone. Mm. Even if they can't come up to me and talk. Sure. Like, because it's, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, a lot of times, people have PTSD. Also, mm-hmm. become introverted. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were an introverted naturally, you, it probably it makes you more introverted. Really sucks you down. Um, so, I don't expect people to come up and talk to me. I mean, they they can. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 open to to conversations, but like, I also know how important music is yes. and how important it's been to. Me. What what do I you know I owe rock and roll a debt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. like rock and roll saved my life. It's the reason I'm here. Same. And so I'm going to just spend the rest of my life trying to repay that debt. And, and that's
1: what this, just to round everything out, that's, and I've, you know, I work with a lot of people that are younger and, and I've now, I now have friends that weren't a part of the music scene and, and, um the only thing we really have left from that are are these stories and and how it molded us and it's really all about when i look back it's like it was about community it was about friends and it was about not feeling alone not feeling alone and and it's sometimes i i maybe i come off like i'm bragging about what i did and i i really don't it's like i get very excited because all we really have left are, are these stories from it. You know, I, I work at a grocery store, so I didn't quote unquote, make it, make it. But at the end of the day, I can look back and say, I, I accomplished my dreams in this world that was our music scene. And, and, and it was the process and it was, it was building these friendships and building this incredible community that was, vibrant and and for the most part safe for what safe could be in the early 2000s and it's saved so many lives and it's i wouldn't be the person i am without without those those 15 20 years
0: yeah i know i completely understand that that and in, in agree i i will will we'll end with this I'll, I'll, I'll end with a challenge to you and then a shitty story about me because i need i feel like i need to shit on myself it's, it's what i do round out yeah um one there's there's still a scene and there's and you should you can still be a part of it and that's true and that yes. and and uh, you know i i've i say it all the time and i'll keep saying it. you have places like the well mm-hmm. that are you know covid the last two years yeah who yeah. who the fuck like none of us have been able to do shit but at some point there's gonna be a light at the end of the tunnel yes and we're gonna start doing stuff again and I'm not saying any one of us like I don't make it to every show but like there's a special there's people younger than us and punk rock when it's when it's in its best version is is the older generation does not leave it sticks around to help the teach yes, the younger yes. generation like this is what we do absolutely not nazi punks can fuck off mm-hmm. you know i don't give a shit what pronoun like any pronouns fine like you know all like the stuff that punk rock should be progressive mm-hmm. as fuck yeah you know like like th- so and and you can still be and should it you can be a part like you can be an important yes. part of that like that's, you can, that's true. You, you can you can you can have the fun part of like you survived all that, right? You lived through that. Now you can help teach the next generation and of kids has to its do own it. Charm, yeah. You know?
1: And and the wells great. And I also want to shout out uh, Scythe and and uh, Um I was able to go to a show last week and. Um in his basement. It was a, a good old fashioned basement show mm-hmm. and it was all kids that were I was for sure at least 15 years older than. <laughs> and it was I'd never seen them before at any shows and I that's was amazing to me. And you know you they were green, you know the kids were but that's great because I remember being that I remember being in basement shows and and thinking that this basement show might as well be the Hollywood Bowl. This basement show might as well be Madison Square Garden, and I could see that oh, in yeah. the kids. And and so I want to sh- those two places specifically. And there are bars, and there's places that are trying. So you're you're very right, and it and, is important.
0: And and especially as white dudes, yeah, you know, white ma- masculine presenting yes. people, yes, it like we we owe it. To to oh my to gosh. to help break the cycle, well, you know and, what I mean? Yeah, and
1: you, especially the years that I was really doing it in a in a performance aspect, uh, I definitely owe it back because that was a ugly scene at that at the mm. the tail end of the of the big when the scene was humongous. It right. it was got to be pretty toxic and mm. not about music and friends mm. and community. Um, like it was when I
0: was a teenager. Right. So, and then I will end with a shitty story yes, about myself. Yes. Um, cause you asked about like, what does this feel like and everything I mm-hmm. do. I, and I, mm-hmm. I, told this story on shit musicians say it. So I'm just re- repeating a version of it again. Cause you know, stories always change when you tell them. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, the first time that we played, um, no wait was at the Lang lab. We were opening for the. We were opening for the people opening for the Vega for the Vega CD release show. Yes. For, I forget which one. I forget which Rudabaega. But um, I I knew we were gonna play that. I knew no one had heard it. And um, that one because. The, that one is so fucking aggressive. It is. It's my favorite. It is um uh, un unflinchingly rough. I mean, mm-hmm. I I literally I, in the the middle verse I literally like growl. You know, I don't. I I'm, I'm gonna open up every old scar and every single one, and I don't, and I don't care how big of a mess, and I don't give a fuck if you want to watch because mm-hmm. it's not about you tonight. It's about no, me. Oh no, it's mm-hmm. about me. Uh and um. When we get it, when we got into that and just watching everyone's face, because like I mean that, that's it. That was I, I giggled. I like had to. I had to stop myself oh. from giggling while we were say, playing it because I was just like. <laughs> and that's that wasn't loon, that, you know. That I was. Who was this? <laughs> it, it is in, and maybe some, maybe someday uh, on one of these podcasts I'll dig into it. But like that was a weird. Like I maybe. We, we, we got to stop at some point. But, like, yes. yeah. that would, that, like, maybe briefly you can tell me a little bit of, like, that's, that had to be weird, right? Because we came not like, that first record is so folk punk. Yeah, yeah. And then we go, like, we we put it out in the world and people really, like, really dug it. Like, it was, especially yeah. around here, no one was doing that shit. Well, like, no one was, like, I, I don't think I'm being... I don't think I'm being out of place. Like nobody no. was fucking doing that around no, here. Not that, at all. That kind of like super folk punk. Absolutely not. Um, and then we go away and we're yep. like, we're working on this new record. And then we come out and we're like, yeah, that thing that you liked in that first record. And everyone's like, yeah, we really like that. We're <laughs> that like, really fuck perfect. that shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, and, and very
1: specifically, <laughs> it's funny that you asked me that, but I brought a friend to the, uh, the orbit show oh yeah orbits. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah yeah i told them and this person had their only concert experience and i say concert uh experienced that point i believe was just john mayer so i was That's... i was like you know what uh this band Analecta is going to be there they're they're very ambient mm-hmm. um you know it'll be very nice and then my friend nathaniel's playing his band loon they're they're fun folky bar and the that's the song you opened with i believe maybe you didn't but i and their eyes were just they had never experienced any because
0: and so yeah because and we talked about this on the last pot like we are we're so fucking loud people like so live we are louder, so fucking loud loud just just like like shatter yeah. the paint from the mm-hmm. ceiling and the walls mm-hmm. loud and yeah, especially those are those the, when we were making that transition from the folk thing into the rock and roll thing. Yeah. Um it, that, yeah, I remember that that I could feel I could feel people being like, I don't know, like this is intense, like yeah. like like, na- like it's always been intense, but like now it's like distortion and like loud guitars mm-hmm. and and and, and it, it's such a and um
1: my ex-girlfriend Sam, she was like, "How this man is just so funny, and he's so nice, and he's so <laughs> approachable. How, you know, he, she, she was like this, this juxtaposition between that, and then when he gets up there and does that, it's just very intense. And that's, when you guys came back full electric, it was, there was no more tongue-in-cheek. It was a punch and drop kick to mm-hmm, the face mm-hmm. in the best in the best way.
0: Um and I promise we're going to end on yes. this one, but yes. I, like, uh, it, yeah. And to the point where, and I know, I mean, I've put it up on Instagram, but I think I even sent it to you cause I've sent things to certain people at certain mm-hmm. times, but on the, on the ship is sinking. The third track is called the, sh- just called the ship yep. or the fourth track. It's called just the ship. Mm-hmm. And we have, and it's a, it's the punkiest thing we've ever written. Um, it's fast and it's aggressive and it's dark and it's grimy and it's gross yeah. and it's uh, uncomfortable. And uh, on the new one, we have the ship part two, and then in print because I love a long, I love a long wordy title. Yes, in parentheses, um, just a shitty bar, and it's literally because the the whole running through line, the ship in the ship records is a bar. And the so I go back and you know the the ship is me singing about that this bar mm-hmm. and it's um the, all the words and the idea it's all painting this picture of this broken person at this shitty bar mm-hmm. playing music and so then we have this new one called the ship part two and the the chorus is um uh. I, I, but it, I forget uh, off the top of my head. Like I can't think of like, um, the, the, but it ends with, this isn't a ship. This is just a shitty fucking bar. And like, it, it just it,
1: pulls everything together. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's that, um, you know, it it's, it starts out. I mean, I, I, I the first verse is um, and I wanted a mother who could believe that the man that hurt her was the same that could hurt me. Yep. Um, But all I got was her fists. Um, It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's about, so the first one is just analogy. The second one is a punch. Mm -hmm. And the third one is like, let me explain why I just punched you. (laughs) Yeah. Very directly. (laughs) Like, like, this isn't going to be fun, but let me explain why like Mm -hmm. that asshole just like walked in and hit you in the face and
1: very direct i remember when i heard because i was like oh how is he gonna is he gonna tongue in cheek a lot of these lyrics a lot of these bad things you know, but and nope we're gonna go we're gonna go right for your gut there <laughs> no,
0: there's no <laughs> that there's no going back yeah, like that there's took not, me the, out the analogy stuff That's died long. on the first record yeah, yeah the first mm-hmm. ship record so yeah all right so, well this has yes. been great thank I've, you I've, so much thank I've you i've really enjoyed this i love you yeah, very much i love you uh, very much uh, go and find some some uh, anti-fascist podcasts to listen to. I'm gonna put. I don't speak German in in the show notes. I'm gonna put. It could happen here in the show notes. Mm. Those are two of my favorites. There's a bunch of other ones. Um, s- support a bail fund. I have a bad feeling that they're gonna be needed again here We're soon. Need those. Um. Be anti-racist be anti-fascist be pro-queer be pro-trans be pro-black and brown Mm. be pro-community uh i love you very much loon loves you very much and we will see you on the next one